have a long way to go to be a better man, a better father, a better teacher. But I can make a difference in these kids' lives. It's a tough world out there, and I can help them be ready for it. That's what I've been up to. That's who I am. I'm a sensei. Wow, wow, wow. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I represent Cobra Kai because when they set a premiere date, I start watching at midnight, and I don't stop till I watch all the episodes. That's right. I'm sure I got my other fellow binge comrades out there that have already stayed up all night and watched the season, the whole season three. We waited too long to uh, let this simmer. Uh, we waited too long to not just watch all of this. This is just me, by the way. Uh, Jacob will also be recording his initial thoughts separately. Uh, he's in rural Ireland where, you know, you don't have internet, you don't have technology. Uh, I guess he gets Netflix because I think he's watching the show. But see, now we had initially planned because the show was supposed to debut January 8th. I'm sure you're all aware of this. Then Netflix started playing a little coy with the release date. Bumped it up to the first. Great new year. Great way to start the new year, 2021. So it all worked out. But we're scrambling a bit just to get some initial thoughts out there on Cobra Kai season three. After waiting so long, um, it's finally here. So this will be just kind of initial thoughts. You know, I watched it, stayed up till I'm on the Pacific time, which is nice. So it did debut at, at midnight. I uh, went to bed about 530 and took a little nap. And here I am. Uh, so there will be spoilers here, but it's just going to be kind of basic thoughts. And then, you know, in the future, we're going to go back and break down episode by episode, Jacob and myself. Uh, but this is just kind of initial uh, stream of consciousness here on season three as a, as a whole after waiting so long. So let's get right into it. Now, of course, as we all knew, it was going to pick up with the... Uh, you know, the the after effects of the the giant school brawl that happened at the end of season two. And of course, Miguel got kicked off the railing and, you know, he's still in the hospital. Johnny's down in the dump still. He's, uh, you know, he blames himself as he should. And karate is persona non grata now in the valley. So, I mean, I guess I don't mean to start off with like nitpicks. Uh, but I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, overall, the, the season is great. It's awesome. Characters have great stuff. There's great things that happen with them. The things we've been debating over for the past, what, fucking year and a half, whatever it's been, uh, those things start to pay off and they start to come to fr fruition here. So there's a lot of great stuff. I will say initially, and again, I don't know if this could just be that after all the the buildup and the anticipation and you know us building our own theories and what have you it it wasn't fully clicking for me in the beginning for the first like few episodes like first four maybe and, and again don't take that as a negative it wasn't bad not by any means no it was more so that there was just so much going on um i mean it, it, like one of my biggest nitpicks is like it makes sense that there'd be some aftermath stuff with the LaRusso auto group and how that plays out. Like it's, it's completely like, that's something you should explore. But 
I mean, nothing, we never hear about it again after episode five, which is fine. I mean, I, I was done hearing about it. And I understand that, you know, there's this whole thing about the, uh, the, the exclusive rights to what the Dayona automobiles and all that. But even outside of that, the way the story built up is that people didn't want to go to the LaRusso uh, auto group in general. So does that just, that just got solved? Uh, again, I'm not too concerned with that anyway, so I'm kind of glad I don't really need these answers. But it's just like we had all this stuff going on. I mean, we got Miguel in the hospital. We've got Robbie on the run. Uh, we got uh, Sam dealing with her like post-traumatic uh, stress. We've got Tori, you know, dealing with her home life. So it's just like they use the LaRusso Auto Group to kind of finagle Daniel to get him to go back to Japan. And that's where we get the Okinawa revisit. I like how it all tied together. I like how it all came together, like in episode five, I, which I've tweeted this. I feel like, you know, the show's always great with episode fives because they do kind of build like these mini arcs. And like when we hit the halfway point of the season, things become more clear. And I think they do it once again, uh, which I, I really appreciate. I really, I really enjoyed. Um, and again, like some of the flashbacks, uh, it's a big, big contention on any of our uh, Jacob and I's discussion on TV shows, especially Netflix shows, because the way Netflix shows use flashbacks, it's, it's always a little rough. Uh, and again, I don't mean necessarily the flashbacks to the Karate Kid films. I think those are completely understandable because... Uh, obviously not everyone is, you know, the big Cobra Kai karate kid heads like, uh, like ourselves where they've, uh, you know, well-versed in the films. They do have to throw in some of this stuff because you haven't seen it in the show. It's more so the flashbacks to stuff that's happened in the show, which again, I get, I understand. I mean, especially if someone did watch it originally on YouTube, because now here we are uh, freaking year and a half later. Uh, but I mean, with the Netflix crowd, come on, they, they just, they just binged it in September. They need to see like flashbacks to the fight. And, and again, not all of them are bad. Sometimes it is more so from the character's point of view because where they're at, it just, I mean, I, this is stuff we'll get into, uh, with, with, with Jacob. Cause I know Jacob's always a big fan of flashbacks. And again, I don't mean to start this on such a downer, but I'm kind of going through some of the beginning beats and again, I think a lot of this, too, was just so overwhelming, like finally having season three. It took me a little bit to get back into the mode of like, usually at this point, I'm so used to when I watch Cobra Kai, I've rewatched it a bunch of times, so I know where everything is going. So it's almost a, a, like a new place to be in to have new episodes again. So it really took me a little bit, because and partially, too, because at the beginning, we get the Daniel Johnny team up, team up, which is awesome. It's what we've wanted. It's what what I've wanted, especially. We've been we've been, you know, clamoring for this. But all I'm thinking as I'm watching is I'm like, ah, there's gonna be, there's gonna be like a a dumb thing that happens to break this up. That's all I'm thinking, and that that's probably that's, you know, not good on my part. Uh, and then almost like as I'm thinking it, it happens like, you know, cause they have that kick-ass garage fight, which was cool. I liked what they were doing with the, uh, 
you know, I mean, they do reference specifically Tango and Cash, but they were for sure going for like 80s action, lethal weapon type buddy cop film uh, with elements of, of episode two. And that pays off with the fight and they're they're, you know, teaming up, which is great because, you know, they've always flirted with this on the show. Uh, but I was even, I'm just thinking like this is way too early. There's, something's going to happen. And it's not even like not even that great of a payoff. Like if they could just kind of fight over like the fight uh, as they're on the search for Robbie. Um, and, you know, it's just they break up, of course. Like now now Johnny has that minivan, which is hilarious, by the way. Uh, and they go off their separate ways. They're still, you know, fighting for Robbie uh, or trying to find him, trying to do the best they can. And I've already seen, speaking of Robbie, like specifically, who kind of disappears a little bit this season, which I guess makes sense. Now, the weird thing is, is because it feels like this is ha- this would have to be a year, like the way this whole season plays out. I get why they can't do that because obviously we're building towards the next all Valley tournament. Um, so we only get to, to basically Christmas, uh, or December 19th. Oh, gotta love, uh, gotta love it. What a date in karate kid history. Um, but I mean, you gotta roll with it. I mean, I understand a lot of things happen and I get like, it is nice that time has like spread out a bit where we're taking a little bit more time, but with the amount of things that happen anyways, whatever, that's nothing. But Robbie disappears for a bit, which is understandable. I mean, he's in uh, juvie. Uh, we see a little bit of his plight as he kind of gains respect from the bullies. And I guess we're just kind of left to assume that that mutual respect kind of pays off for him. And you know, the fact that he shows he wasn't a wimp or whatever. Um, but a lot of people are already kind of complaining about both him and Tori. And Tori's another one who kind of sporadically disappears. I think from what I saw people mentioning that she might have been shooting a movie at the same time they were filming. So there's kind of some reasoning behind it. Uh, but I, 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 I'm in agreement with some of the complaints on Tori because Tori is a maniac. Tori is insane. <laughs> uh, they both have similar points of view, which are very understandable from their characters because they're kids that don't have a lot and they're being forced to grow up way too quickly. And they're looking at their peers and what they have. And I mean, Tori even specifically says it like they're being left, uh, left behind or people don't care about them the same way. So it makes sense. They're searching for a father figure. And then this is like prime territory for crease to come in. So it all makes sense. But Tori is still kind of a maniac. And even she's like, you're just like everyone else. You think I'm crazy. It's like, yeah, you, but you are crazy. Uh, and not in the respect of like how Sam speaks about how it's not the same for a girl. She just gets labeled crazy, but no, Tori is crazy. I mean, we already saw hints of it in season two. So I guess it's just kind of the extension of that because she was gonna maybe not murder Sam, but like disfigure her. And now to the point where, you know, things go where they go by the end now. Um, so yeah, with people are complaining a little bit about that as Robbie as well. They say Robbie's kind of irredeemable. I don't think that's quite true. I think Robbie obviously has been burned um, by obviously his biological father and then to an extent uh, with Daniel. And, you know, he's a kid and he's we've already seen he went to Daniel to piss off Johnny. 
So what's the best thing to piss off both of them and go to someone who seemingly is there for you, but to go to crease. So all that, all that makes sense. It's all a wash. And again, like I kind of complain a little bit about how like convoluted it is to get Daniel to go to Okinawa. Um, but in the end, it pays off really great. It's great to see Chosen. It's great to see Kumiko. Um, the way the way they bring in the Miyagi letters, I really enjoy. Uh, the like secrets of Miyagi Do, I don't know really how I feel about that because I don't I don't know if the payoff is as good as it should have been. I mean, of course, it comes down with Crease. We knew it had to come back up eventually, but it's eh, it's I, I'm I'm not against it. I'm not necessarily like thinking it's a great plot point. I guess it's very similar to how Robbie does the double kick, the no hand kick. They always have to have a secret thing that we find out. Um, but I mean, either way, it was great to to re, to kind of be back, especially the goof about it being a mall and all that stuff. Like. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. But again, to me, it kind of really all came together in a nice way in episode five. And then we get to kind of like, I feel like it's all like great stuff from there. Because again, it's like we're dealing with a little bit more heavy drama, which is good. I love that the show can do that for a while. Because obviously with Miguel where he's at and then Johnny and Carmen uh with Miguel being hurt the way he is and wanting to and but but Miguel still wanting to be with his sensei and then getting Miguel on like the path of rehabilitation which again happens in a couple months which <laughs> hey whatever it's a TV show what are you going to do we can't sit here all 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 the time with him in a wheelchair um uh, Amanda continues to be great i mean i, I do like the way she gets on board throughout this season because the way her reactions were in season one and two made complete sense. And a lot of people have always called out how great her character is to kind of reel things back in, but it's really fun to see her like start to realize the, the reality of Daniel's life, what he's been trying to tell her about Cobra Kai and what that means and her mixing it up with crease and then being painted the villain herself, the way Crease gets a restraining order on her because, you know, she goes and slaps him and all that. And, like, Crease plays the part really well of making it seem like other people are crazy. And the way they become a team again, because we've seen them be a team with their business and all that, which makes complete sense. And then to see them, see her becoming on the same page and, you know, throwing her hat in the ring of this karate uh, enemies and and duels that you get get caught up in. So I did enjoy that, and of course, just uh, as getting more Miguel and Johnny stuff. That's what I wanted more, and we get it once they're once they're kind of back on the path of rehabilitation, and we get to see hints of early Johnny and his uh, you know slightly off center idea of training and or rehab. Uh, and they go on quite a journey there. And again, building to having a separate dojo, which is what Falcon, uh, not Falcon Fang, <laughs> uh, Eagle Fang, uh, which is great. Uh, I do like the thing with uh, going in, like I know I'm jumping around a bit, but that's kind of the, the deal here. Going back to Hawk, the, the, the best comparison I have with what, what they do with Hawk 
is Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. Uh, when you go back to, I mean, spoilers are... Th- Spoilers for Game of Thrones, which everyone hates now. So if you haven't watched it, I'm sure you're not going to because everyone hates it. But in the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones, when Theon finds himself kind of in charge of Winterfell and doing bad shit because, like, the Starks are gone, they would always cut to him and he'd make these fate Like, he'd be all tough about, like, whoa, kill the children or whatever. And then he'd turn around to camera and, like, no one could see him. And he'd make these faces like, oh, my God, what the fuck? What have I got myself into? Uh, and we get a lot of Hawk doing that this season, uh, which is always every now and then you'd have to zoom in on him and he'd have to make a face like, oh, what have I become? Oh, my God. I love the way they reintegrate the bullies uh, from season one. It's a very smart way to do that because it makes complete sense now that we're in Kreese's domain. Karate has this cool kind of rebellious feel to it now. It's not as corny as it was, which I guess in what the timeline of the show, it's only been, what, about six months or so, because what, is in May? I mean, I guess even before that, if we go to the beginning, obviously it's been a year because we go to, back to like Halloween and the beginning of the school year before, but I just mean coming off of the tournament and then through that summer and now coming back to karate being cool. I will say, staying with Hawk a bit, I don't know if it fully is earned where he goes at the end of the season. I still loved the moment uh, with him and Dimitri. I thought it was great. It got me really hyped. Uh, I just don't know if it's fully, uh, I mean, that's what the, like the depths he goes where he's like breaking arms and, you know, but I guess he's seeing, he's, he sees the writing on the wall with Robbie becoming Kreese's new, new star pupil. Um, and then of course, like building the way it builds, Again, going back to kind of my nitpicks with the beginning of the season with Daniel and Johnny and knowing that that's not going to last. And they almost kind of threw me for a loop with the with the end of episode nine where they're kind of teasing like it's all going to go off the rails again. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like that's where I'm starting to roll my eyes because I know every good will they won't they, which, as I've said from the beginning, Johnny and uh, Daniel are such a will they won't they from this show but when they get together people always complain but I feel like at this point and as you'll see with the season we have to go there we could play with it more but it it has to come to this moment which it does as you know but before before we get into that I like the way they bring in Allie they tease the goof early in the season with you know bringing in Miguel's surgeon which is a great goof because I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. They're actually going to do it. They don't. I do like that she kind of just shows up, and it's not, it, it's like not this grand reveal. I, mean, I guess there's already been build up to it because we have the Facebook conversations going on, which is hilarious. Uh, Johnny's like great message that gets deleted to, you know, nothing much you. Uh, but I like that, you know, episode just starts and there she is. You know, there, there doesn't have to be some surprise like, Johnny and then all of a sudden uh, Allie's there and blah 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 and the way they handle it is great because it doesn't have to be this thing of okay now Allie's back and now they're together and now this and that like making up for lost times it's just it's it's very grounded and real of just 
going back to those times, saying things that were left unsaid, getting some closure, and also her taking on the point of view of the audience a bit and really fleshing out where Johnny and uh, Daniel are and, and how alike they actually are and why they kind of need each other. Great stuff. Um, oh, and my God, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Daniel and Miguel. I've been clamoring for this forever. And then such an awesome uh, moment where we get like the flip side of the Johnny telling Miguel the story and now Daniel kind of clearing up his point of view and then they're doing it in the car. They're doing it in the car and ah, so good. Um, I mean, going back with Miguel, like Robbie walking in while Miguel and Sam are kissing, it's very, you know, it's a teen show. What are you going to do? It's part of it. But that's very kind of like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, roll your eyes kind of a bit. Now, one thing I do have to kind of speak on as I'm kind of like jumping around, getting to the end. I mean, obviously I've, I've missed a ton, but don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to go back and dive into all these things. I'm just talking broad strokes, stuff that stick out in my mind. Um, is, uh, she's lost my train of thought. What the hell was I going to say? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> obviously, we they dealt with the high school fight in a grounded, real way where it, you're feeling the effects of it all season, which is, which is great. I, I appreciate that. But, I mean, they have this fucking brawl, home invasion that happens at the LaRusso house, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it's hard not to think like, okay, we're doing this again in the finale. Now it's another, you know, big brawl, but uh, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. I could just see that there's, there's some criticism there. And it's like, I, they just got the all Valley tournament back is wouldn't this be just as big of a news? Like, Oh, those karate kids are fighting again. This time, a home invasion happens. Although, I guess it kind of takes away a lot of Kreese's um, clout that he had as far as pitching himself as this war veteran good guy like he did in the, like the, the council meeting or what have you. I mean, the thing is, it's almost like since the way you did this season with the school fight, not that you have to do it to the same extent in season four, but how, how is there not going to be fallout from that unless it is like this Daniel and Amanda are like, no, if we, you know, report this a certain way, then karate will once again be looked down upon. I can't, but I just can't imagine the way that happens. And then the way the brawl breaks out at Cobra Kai, uh, it's just, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's a karate kid show. We need to have karate fights. But when kids are fighting through a house and, like, smashing everything, going through walls and shit, it feels like, oh, we're going to be back to square one here with the way karate's looked upon because clearly, like, shit's bad. Uh, and, I, I've, I, you know, I did mention flashbacks uh, previously. Uh, obviously, it's different when we're getting into the crease flashbacks because as we see throughout the season, we see creases backstory and I, I can't lie initially I roll my eyes because we've seen so many times the you know obviously with like the Star Wars prequels or whatever we always have to like take a villain 
and you know they're a bully or whatever or no they were bullied or whatever which uh, there's some truth to it obviously um i guess i kind of would have wanted this a little bit more last season because as we when we discussed season two we just we discussed about how the show's so good at the gray area and everyone has a story and Kreese didn't really get that. I mean, I can't complain too much because they're giving it, giving us it now. Uh, it does, I guess, make more sense pa- as a parallel now that Kreese is in the place where he is. Uh, but it just felt weird because last season, Kreese was such a one-note villain. And I guess to their credit, they're not using those flashbacks this season to really... Like, we're not then seeing Kreese have these moments to himself where he's like you know doing the theon Greyjoy or the hawk thing where he's like oh my god what have i become what am i doing like crease is just so crease at this point i don't know if there's even a way out of that so it's just i guess giving us more context and how someone can become the way they are and i mean i can't wait to talk to to jacob about terry fucking silver dude come on I mean, obviously, with the way the phone call is, because, I mean, we have the phone call at the end. He's looking at the picture. I mean, not that there's much they could do to get out of it, because I think the other guy in the picture is dead. So clearly it's Terry. Uh, But I'm sure they have a backup plan if they change it, or there's always a way they could fake that out. I was just reading about how they had a backup plan after the uh, alley cliffhanger season two. Just in case they couldn't get Elizabeth Shue, they, I guess they had a plan where maybe it was going to be her husband that was sending messages as Allie, which would have been like, oh, Jesus, like how the f- how do you get out of that? Um, thankfully, they didn't. And thankfully, we're going to see Terry Silver, as we know we should. And I'm excited to hear what Jacob's opinion is on that, uh, on the prospect of seeing Terry Silver, because he's not a big fan of Karate Kid 3. I don't know if you've heard our discussion on it. And even to an extent, Terry Silver. But um, I guess, yeah, I, I, I can forgive the crease stuff more. And I like I like how they do the switcheroo with it where we have, I mean, again, I'm rolling my eyes because we see the car pull up at first. And then we see who we think is crease driving it. And it's like, oh, my God, please don't do this. Please don't do what you're doing. Thankfully, they're not. They're just playing with our emotions. Uh, as they want to do. And the bully in the flashbacks is actually p- played by Martin Cove's son. I'm sure you're all, people listening to this are aware of that, but just in case you're not, um, that was played by his son. Uh, but I don't know. It's just so, at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, geez, I don't need to see Crease as like a wimp or whatever. Uh, but everyone has their, everyone has their origin story. And, you know, finally getting the, the tale of uh, a young Terry Silver and a young Crease and how he became uh, so indebted to him and having his back is great to see and the prospects of where this is going to go in the future. Because, of course, after the small little taste at the beginning of the season, the season ends with um, Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do teaming up and we're playing uh, in the air tonight. And when the fucking drum fill comes in, here's your boy, Johnny Lawrence. And it's such an awesome moment. And they've been teasing it and playing with it. And here we are. They're at Miyagi-Do together. 
They've joined their dojos. They're joining together to face a common enemy. Uh, and when they bow to each other, I mean, we're all crying. We're all in tears. We're all, you know, throwing our fists in the air and cheering at our TVs as we should at 5 a.m. Uh, this is great. Great stuff. I mean, again, I know I started this a little bit like kind of nitpicky. And I think some of that, again, is more my own personal baggage of like just waiting so long and you know you work out in your head how things are going to play out and then you got to get used to like seeing it play out uh i'm very excited to rewatch some of these and really get into some of the discussion uh especially obviously with uh my co-host jacob as we're going to break it down um because now we got the long wait to season four so we got to fill the time somehow so what do we do we rewatch cobra kai it's all we can do uh so I hope you guys are excited as we are. I'm sure you are, all the Cobra Kai uh, Miyagi-Do heads out there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have some thoughts, what are your initial reactions? Just kind of like stream of consciousness, the stuff that sticks out, the stuff you love, the stuff you don't love so much. Hit us up at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribed to uh, our podcasts. We have multiple. Of course, there's this one here, No Mercy, a Cobra Kai Kickback. Whereas I'm going to rally for a name change of uh, No Mercy and Eagle Fang Kickback. Eagle Fang uh, Fan Forum? Okay, yeah. No Mercy and Eagle Fang Fan Forum. Hopefully come in your podcast feeds in the not-too-distant future. Uh, so, yeah, hit us up, leave a review, subscribe, tell a friend, and um, strike first, strike hard, no mercy.